Hey, welcome to The Depth. I am your host, Carl Thomas, and I'm wishing you all a happy Valentine's. Um, so send a little reminder to those you love that you love them. This episode is a sit down with Anwar Abdu. She's the director of operations at GoCast. They are an inspiring community for achievers dedicated to helping you improve all aspects of your life. They provide you with practical advice, resources, and the motivation to help you realize your full potential. Anwar shares with us her success story on becoming a real boss in a work field. On this episode, I found myself saying wow a lot, so we had to do some editing to make me sound per se normal. So hope you enjoy. Start the pod. Hi, my name is Lynn Worrell. I'm the founder of a community organization called Word, writing our rhymes down, and I am a youth worker at the Calful Jeunesse Emploi of NDG. Hi, my name is Carl Thomas. I'm a community worker for Prevention Codenege NDG. And welcome to The Dep. The Dep, a podcast about community service work in your neighborhood. Well, you know, I don't really believe in the separation of work self and personal self, so I'll be happy to share a little bit about me. My name is Anwar Abdu, and I lead operations at Goldcast. Mm -hmm. We're a media company. We basically tell stories to help people unleash their full potential. It's something I'm really, really passionate about. Um, I've been into personal development for the past 10 years, and I feel lucky that I've been able to, to build such a fulfilling career. Did you always have a passion for helping people? Oh, wow. I've come such a long way. I was honestly like a very angsty teenager. Mm. I was very um, troubled, anxious. Really? Yes, I know it's surprising. Yeah, it is, it is. <laughs> I told you, I've come a long way. Okay. <laughs> so I used to hang out with really bad people. Okay, um, like that. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think I didn't realize I had um, an anxiety disorder back then, and I tried to, you know, like self-medicate. I had very toxic coping mechanisms, toxic relationships. Um, I always did good in school, but I, mm-hmm. I, I didn't know what I wanted to do, and I just felt kind of like very full of angst and I didn't have a lot of purpose. Mm -hmm. So I would say that my passion for helping others really came after I started working on myself. Because um, when I got on this self-development journey and I saw the results and I saw how much I was able to grow and evolve and accomplish, I felt compelled to share that with others. Okay. And, um, you know, I was like, everyone should know. I felt like I, I was in on a secret that there is like this flip that you can switch. And if, you, if you're able to switch it, like the power is in your hands and you can create this awesome reality. So going through stuff is what inspired me to mm-hmm. want to kind of like have a positive impact on the world. You're going too fast. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. You said you used to hang out with with the wrong people, the wrong crowd. What happened for the change? Like, was it when you got like into college when you like, did you meet someone special that 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 that, you know, changed that behavior, changed that state of mind? Like what happened? It was all through fitness. Fitness. Okay. I was in a really toxic relationship between the ages of 18 and 22. And the guy, I was very controlling. Mm-hmm. Um, and cool. I just found the gym. I just decided to like step into a gym one day and hire a personal trainer because I felt out of shape. I felt yeah. kind of like crappy and I felt like something needed to change. And it was also an escape from my relationship because it was my time for myself 
to do something just for me. And when I started working out, I fell in love with it and I fell in love with the results, not only the external results, but it kind of like unlocked something in my head where I realized like, wait a minute, so I can, I can have a goal and -hmm. I can have a plan and then I can make it happen. And it's as easy as that. And just working out to help build my whole confidence. And that was the turning point. That's when everything um, started to shift. Okay. Okay. So working out and and how was it at first? Was it difficult? Like, was it like, like, I, I know a lot of people that, you know, they have gym memberships, but they, they sign up for a year, but they only go, I don't know, twice. And then they just stop. And yeah, how, how did you manage to keep going? Like, what was your motivation to keep going back to the gym? Well, working with a personal trainer for sure helped when it came to things like accountability. Yeah. But when it comes to anything, I feel like when the motivation is bigger than you or bigger than just like, oh, I want to look good in a bathing suit or I want to fit into my jeans, that's what keeps you going. And then the best part is actually like just pushing through these first few weeks where you're building a habit and it's challenging and getting to a point where you're enjoying the feeling. Or basically the result that you want, the motivation is the feeling itself that you get from working out and after working out. And if you get to that point, which, you know, is a really good parallel for being into personal development and other areas of life, then like that's where the magic happens because it's very like your motivation is very like Mm self-driven. How? How did you get to that specific job? So the working out Mm -hmm. and after what? What happened? So working out gave me a much needed kind of like boost of confidence. I left that toxic relationship and I started exploring different avenues. Ever since I was little, I was always very passionate about writing. It was something I was naturally talented at. Um, I really enjoyed it. Since high school? Since even like I when I was six. What? I, I used to tell my mom I want to I want to be a writer. Really? Yeah. So that was your dream at six. It was. Um, yeah, I mean, I always knew like it would involve writing in some way, but I still didn't know for sure what I wanted to do. So I started exploring a bunch of things. So, um, so I- I'm so sorry to cut you <laughs> off. I'm still at that. You're six years old and you're saying to your mom that you want to be a writer. Is it, was, was there a reason? Well, my mom, um, now she's an entrepreneur. Back then she worked, like she didn't work. She stayed at home with me mm-hmm. and she essentially taught me how to read when I was like three years old. Awesome. So I would read all the time. I loved reading. So I think that's where that passion came from. And what was your mom's response? I don't know if you, you were six, you probably don't remember, but what did you think was her response? Like, she's of just... course, or did she... Well, I was very lucky. I always say that I feel very lucky that I was encouraged by my parents to pursue my passions, Mm -hmm. my dreams, and and express my individuality and creativity. So I was never pressured to like go into a field um, just because it's like stable or safe. I was always encouraged to follow what I my interests. So um, my parents were supportive. Okay, that's really cool. So not so so 
<laughs> I'm sorry. I just had to, to to go back to you being six and six. It is kind of crazy. It and is, I it became is. one. You yeah, know, yeah. That's part of the journey that we're okay. going to talk about. But I did end up uh, becoming a writer. Okay, so let's talk about it. Cool. Um, so after getting into fitness, um, I had dropped out of CJEP at that point, And I was just, I didn't know what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I worked as a personal trainer for a little while. Um, I did a one-year technical program in film and tv studies okay um and uh, where was that at o'sullivan college oh okay yeah okay it's like a certificate yeah so i was interested in all things communications and media and writing and tv but Mm -hmm. i couldn't find that one thing i um applied to university at 21 years old as but elaborate elaborate what do you mean by that one thing you couldn't find like your I felt the like thing that like your drive what i wanted to do oh okay, okay like i felt like i liked a little bit of everything and i okay. just like didn't have a clear picture for mm-hmm. me i never understood um it's not that there's anything wrong with that but i never understood like choosing one profession and then yeah. deciding you're gonna be that for the rest of your life that's way too much pressure <laughs> i actually don't believe in that i think yeah. you know we reinvent ourselves over the years and a career is meant to be to be flexible so wise oh thank you <laughs> Okay, keep going. So, okay, so dropped out of CJEP because I didn't feel good there. I studied communications. Uh, Once again, it was always around the same interest. Okay. And um, I decided it was time to go to university. I felt ready when I was 21. So because I didn't have my CJEP degree, I had to wait to apply as as an adult student. Mm -hmm. I tried... um, English and French literature. It was like a double like bachelor's at University okay. of Montreal. And I hated it. I found it very theoretical. And so um, I didn't feel like I was at home there either. Once again, I quit. Um, <laughs> and I had like kind of like an aha moment. I remember that in CJEP, I had taken a journalism class. Mm-hmm. And I had really, really loved it. And I realized that journalism was what brought all of my interests together. Mm. So writing, uh, communications, TV, print, telling stories, and even fitness, because then I could um, write about lifestyle and write about fitness and tell these stories. So it was really kind of like an aha moment, because it also allowed me to... um, to be in that field allowed me to delve into different people's stories and okay. get to know about a topic and then move on to the next one. Mm-hmm. So I felt like it was a perfect fit. So I applied to Concordia, not knowing that like, it was a super competitive program. I was like, oh, I quit. And um, actually, I'm going to go to Concordia and study journalism. <laughs> Thankfully, okay. it all worked out. Um, and when I started journalism school, I was 23 back then. And I was ready to like run with it. I felt like I had not wasted time because it was really... Um, like you found it. Yeah, exactly. Like I felt like I had spent all these years dabbling in things, searching for what I wanted to do. And by then I was older than like most first year students, yeah. but I was ready. So I did the whole thing in three years. And I started freelancing in my second year of university and building my portfolio then. So from then on, it was like, go, my go, gosh, go, go, go. Okay. And what were you doing as you were going to school? 
So once again, very lucky. My mom's an entrepreneur. She supported me through school. I feel mm-hmm. extremely blessed that I had that opportunity. You know, I saw people, especially in a tough industry like journalism, you have to do a lot of unpaid internships, right? Okay. Like to build your experience. And when you don't have any parental support, um, it's really hard. And I saw sure. some people hustle and, you know, work full time and take on internships and, and make their way through school. So back then I was still living at home mm-hmm. and uh, doing internships, freelancing, just building my portfolio because experience is really everything in that field. The last thing you want to do is just graduate with a degree and have nothing to show for it. Cause okay, then... because it's not enough. Just having the degree is not enough? No. Oh, okay. And I would say that in, like, in this day and age, at least in my field, um, I don't think it's enough anymore. It's really rough out there when you get out on the job market. For sure. You know, fresh out of school, it was really key to get started on building that experience even while in school. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, writing for the student press and volunteering and doing things like that just to, to build experience. Okay, so that's how you were able to build like a proper mm-hmm. like resume mm-hmm. when, when you were done school. Yeah, so I did a couple of internships. And after that, I found myself uh, freelancing. I had a couple of clients. And my philosophy is always like, you show tons of value first. You're, you're there to serve, right? You're there to show value. So every time I would work for a publication, my editors ended up giving me more work and more work and more work because yeah. I was reliable. Um, I answered uh, their emails. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I submitted yeah. on time. Mm-hmm. It's those little things that make the difference, right? It's not just about being smart or being talented. There are a lot of smart and talented people out there. But if you're consistent with wanting to show value and uh, wanting to make you know, your bosses or your client's life easier, then they'll just reward you with opportunities. Look at you with some good work <laughs> ethic. Okay, okay. Um, I'm really passionate about career development. Yeah, I see that. I see that. And uh, could we get into it? Yeah. So basically, I, I was freelancing, but that's still a very kind of like part-time job. And I felt a little lost after after university trying okay. to get something full-time, especially in Montreal, because the English media market is very small. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, when you go to journalism school, all your teachers are basically telling you, forget it. Like, there are no jobs in journalism. <laughs> you will not find a job. So that's so, kind of like... <laughs> that makes you feel great sitting there. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> it's like, well, yeah, if you go into it with that mindset, then you're probably not going to find anything. Yeah. You know? So you kind of have to, like, just really keep trying, trying and being consistent. This podcast is brought to you by Prevention Codenege NDG and the Tab Jeunesse NDG. Subscribe now to the Deb Podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or SoundCloud. And please, give us a five-star rating. And you know, you look for jobs online and yeah. there's nothing. So I decided, I created a website. I created a blog. And to be quite honest with you, I think I created it because I wanted something to show. Like, it's not that I was necessarily hoping that that one blog would be like, would explode yeah, we're, we're, okay. and be like this huge project. But I was like, okay, things are stalling. I need to do something. I don't want to lose momentum. I don't want to have like that like gap on my resume. Wow. So I started this like fitness blog. 
So oh. this is happening as you're looking for a job. I didn't want to give up and like choose another industry or choose another field and kind of like live out that prophecy of like, oh, journalism is tough. Yeah, and what the Just teacher like, told you. Yeah, exactly. Take another no path. jobs, yeah. So the funny thing is I saw this, um, so I saw this job posting for an editor position at Ask Men, the men's lifestyle website. Okay. And I applied for it. And, you know, I got called in for an interview. And the funny part is, even though I had, you know, portfolio and I had done internships and concrete work experience, they were super impressed by the blog. And, yeah. <laughs> and they wanted to hear more about that oh, wow. at the interview. I got the job after like jumping through a bunch of hoops. I, I did a bunch of like tests to get it. And I was mm. super, super thrilled. I definitely believe in working smart above just like putting in hours, right? Nice. Um, build relationships. Um, be a team player and make your boss's life easier. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, so it turned out um, our editor in chief uh, left, and I I got her job. It was a huge promotion. Holy smoke! It okay. was a huge opportunity. I was terrified. Like, but you I know could what? Imagine <laughs> how old were you at the time? At the time, I was 27 or 28. I was terrified, but I just like leaned into the discomfort because it was like, this is an amazing opportunity. For sure, you can't turn it down. And I just went with it and had to learn really, really, really quickly. It's like being thrown into the water and having to swim fast, right? Because like I had to um, manage a team. So my peers who were, you know, we were all kind of like on the same level. I hate the idea of like levels, but just to give you an idea of like the challenge of the situation. So we were all peers. And then all of a sudden I had to step into a leadership management position. Yeah. And, you know, it's not like I was reading leadership books back then, but I, it just felt like the right thing to do, like to, to, to build those connections and take care of the team and keep us together during that transition period. It was for sure really challenging because like just because someone gives you a title and by the way it took about like six months for me to get the title officially so i had to act like a boss without even that certainty oh of, of being named one <laughs> so okay. i really had to step into those leadership traits and you know learn and mm -hmm. and be imperfect and and figure it out um but it was one it's one of the experiences that i'm the most proud of and i fell in love with management Mm -hmm. I fell in love with leadership through that experience. Um, after that, what's happening? So after that, I have, you know, an amazing job. I, uh, you know, great title, great salary. I have a team. Yeah. Yet, you know, I still feel like... Something's missing. Something's missing. <laughs> So then, once again, it's like, okay, so you've realized that you're going to do something you absolutely believe in. Once again... So what did you tell your boss or bosses? Well, first of all, reminder, in Montreal, there are not a lot of media jobs. And yeah. now we're talking. I don't want to... That's what I'm saying. Like, you're, you're, you're taking that risk now. You're like, this is great. This is amazing, but not enough. Despite that the job market is like dead. Exactly. So I didn't quit, of course. Like I smart. <laughs> like I wouldn't recommend that. I think like following your purpose and following your passion is not about being impulsive and just being like, "Oh, I quit, whatever." Yeah. But I started like thinking about it and really reflecting. Once again, doing more of that inner work. Of course, I was looking at what was out there, 
but there was not much, right? Okay. And uh, I saw like Goldcast videos on Facebook and I saw a random like job posting from Goldcast on Indeed and realized the company was in Montreal. But once again, like I didn't want to leave my job for a step down, if you yes. wish. So now we're talking small market. Ooh, boss lady. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> so now we're talking small market and I needed to be uh, a management role. Mm -hmm. And I need to believe in it a thousand yeah, percent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you come with your demands. <laughs> <laughs> But what's crazy is once you set that intention, I actually every time I've done that in my life and I've gotten clear on what I want, just like done the inner work and set that intention things start to move. You start noticing things. You start meeting people because mm -hmm. you have you take that decision in that moment. You don't know how you're going to do it. But I took a decision. And uh, when I found out Goldcast was from Montreal, I reached out to the CEO um, on LinkedIn and I was like, hey, I didn't realize Goldcast was from Montreal. You guys have built something really, really impressive in such a short amount of time. This is incredible. Um, do you want to go for lunch? Like, I'd love to pick your brain, mm -hmm. talk about business. Okay. So I go for lunch with the founders, you know, and I go into it. But how did that happen? You just made a call and you were like, hey, I'm Anwar. I work for... at Askman. I use my Yeah, like, that's what I'm position. saying. You're working in this company and you just... Let's network. Okay. So nice. I wasn't so like, give me a job. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh my God, your approach. Ah, look at you. Okay. Um, so I, um, like they, they had invited me to lunch. They covered lunch. So on the following Monday, I sent like an, and they covered lunch, you know, they're good people. <laughs> they are. <laughs> they're great people. I'm okay. so lucky to, to have found them. So I, uh, I sent them this like edible arrangement fruit basket with a thank you note on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> and then time passes and I'm still thinking, you know, I don't want to take a rash decision, but my gut instinct is screaming like, Just like make a move, make a move. Because I, I don't hear back after that. It's just like, hey, we should stay in touch. Yeah. So at that time, even though I told you, okay, right after that meeting, I knew I wanted to work there. Like my gut feeling knew, but it was still a huge decision because on paper, it was a risk. Like my other job was at a stable big company and this was a startup and people didn't know a lot about it. Yeah. And, um, You know, a lot of people around me are like, are you sure? Are you sure? They're kind of like making me second guess my gut feeling with like a lot of like logical arguments, you know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> But uh, so, so I sat with myself and I remember taking a bath and like really thinking. And I told myself, okay, let's take a moment and forget what, forget external expectations of like who I'm supposed to be, how other people want me to be, like what would be the right thing to do in this situation according to like society or my friends or, um, you know, people around me. Let's mm -hmm. try to block out all that noise and just sit there and listen to like what I really want. And um, that was the answer. Like the word that kept coming back was authenticity. From that point on, I really wanted to live a life um, where I could be my most authentic self uh, and a life that was aligned with my values all around, whether at work, at home, anywhere. So I reached out once again. I was just straight up. I was like, you know, I, I loved meeting you. I love the mission. I really want to work there. Are you guys interested in creating a senior role for me? And they were like, let's talk. 
and then um, I went in a couple of times. It was more like an interview process. Um, they got to know about me. So let me get this straight. You went to them and said, hey, guys, do you want to hire me? But you have to create the position for me. Pretty much. Wow. Okay, that takes a lot of guts. Uh, it was. I mean, all of these times, every time, you know, I got a promotion or um, I took another step in my career. I mean, I was always terrified. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, it is scary. Yeah. It is a risk. Um, but every time I've taken a risk, I've been met with so much gratification, mm -hmm. such huge rewards that now I know that when I'm scared, actually, yeah, it might be a little bit unpleasant, but I know that really great things await on the other side. Yeah. And um, like, I know it's a good sign because I, I really believe that if your dreams don't scare you, they're not big enough. Wow. That's, that's, a, that's a good one. Where did you get that from? <laughs> Honestly, just like being into, once again, personal development. Okay. Um, you know, I like, um, I, I delved into that world more through my job at Goldcast. There are a lot of like coaches and influencers out there that talk about that stuff. There are a lot of great podcasts, mm -hmm. books on the topic. But it's actually something I really believe in because I've, I've lived it. And every time I've been really scared, I've like 10x my growth. Like, you know, yes, you can grow steadily. You will always grow. If you keep moving, you're always going to grow. You're always going to learn. You know, you might make mistakes. You might fail. You're always going to learn stuff. But the bigger, the kind of like yeah. fear in the yeah. moment, um, it's most likely that the growth is going to be as big. It's just like accelerated. Yeah. It's once again, it's the analogy of like it. being thrown into the yeah, water yeah, yeah, yeah. and learning how to swim really fast. Okay. So, so you, you're a changed person after that. So, so again, you, you go to them and you're like, hire me and this is what you need to do to hire me. But is it because you saw, you saw the potential in them? I saw or is the it fit. Because, I okay, saw the, the fit. fit. I saw okay. the alignment. It was a perfect mm -hmm. fit. I knew I could bring value there. Because once again, it's not about like me, me, me. What can you do for me? Mm -hmm. Once again, going into these conversations, I brought in ideas for what I would contribute to the company. I brought value. Um, so it's really, you know, a job is, it's a two way street, right? Like it's, it's not just like what the company can do for you. It's what you can do for them. And if yeah. you're in, in an environment where it's the right fit, chances are you're going to thrive there. You're going to shine there. You're going to be happy and you're going to bring results. So it was really a perfect fit and the values of a company align with mine. And the mission is amazing. I mean, the mission is to help people like go after their dreams. Yeah. So just knowing that I can have a bigger impact on the world through the work I do, it was just kind of like it checked all the boxes. It was almost like freaky how that, yeah. how, how that happened after I took that decision and had no idea of like how it was going to happen. So how long you've been, you've been there? So I started a year ago now mm -hmm. and it's, uh, it's amazing. It's incredibly fulfilling. Our culture is incredible. We have gratitude meetings on Mondays. Gratitude meetings. Everyone is like super into self-development. They're different people, but they all have a growth mindset. Mm -hmm. So you see people just like evolve and transform. You notice it in your coworkers. And all of a sudden, you're inspired to grow too. So it's a very, very cool environment. And so to, be, to work 
um, in a company that has so much potential. Three years ago, our founders were just two guys working out of a Tim Hortons. <laughs> and, okay. we're, and now we're 17 people. And, you know, there's still so much to build. We haven't even peaked. So it's been so fun. You get to, you have a lot of freedom to try things. Yeah. You get to do a lot of different things and you see the immediate impact on the business. Mm -hmm. So I had another kind of like epiphany and career evolution. And I realized that I was actually in love with the business side of media. So that's how I uh, grew into my role as director of operations. And what that means in a startup is like pretty much get shit done. And the word shit is interchangeable in that (laughs) sentence, (laughs) which I love because I'm never bored. So one day I'm involved in content. The other day I'm involved in partnerships. The other day I'm involved in people and culture. So it's amazing. I'm learning so much and it's really rewarding to build a business from the ground up with amazing people and to make a difference in the world. I feel very, very lucky. So, so now that we know like a little, like a lot actually of, of, of what you do. <laughs> it turns and, out I'm and, chatty after all. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's awesome. Like now that we know a lot of what you do and, and what it took for you to get there and how long it took for you to get there and, and the obstacles and, and the mindset that you needed to be able to be at this position and the guts. I think it took so much courage to be able to, to do what you did. Um, what is the process like how because the 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 term helping people out keeps coming back right so what are the steps that you guys take to be able to do it like i don't like the mm -hmm. whole procedure i want to understand so we specialize in creating viral video content on social media Mm -hmm. so what we do is we find the most uh, promising stories online Mm. and we package them with our special like goal cast twist and formula to make them go viral on social media. And these are stories of regular people who've overcome obstacles. So it's not like preachy. It's not experts coming in and being like, this is how to live your life. Yeah. It's really people who've been through a lot, who've overcome things and who are living their purpose, who've accomplished incredible things. And just telling these stories the message was so needed because the reactions that we get in the comments, like the Facebook comments of our videos, are incredible. There are people who say, uh, thank you, Goldcast team. Um, I was losing hope. I wanted to end my life, but then I saw your video and it gave me hope. Holy. Okay. So like it's, that. Really about, it's really about the content. We do more than videos. We have articles. We have yeah. other, um, other mediums. But that's what's in our DNA. You, it's really these powerful, powerful stories. We feature a lot of like, um, motivational speakers. That's amazing. Wow. And, and you're the person behind that. I'm one of the people behind one, that. Oh, There's yeah. an incredible yeah. team. <laughs> Yeah, see, you're good because you don't even want to take the whole glory to yourself. Well, no, I didn't create it. I feel (laughs) I'm I'm very grateful. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm very grateful to be there and just like that, that our founders created it. It just goes to show there was a need in the world for that kind of message, you know? Mm -hmm. So before we wrap it up, what would be like the ultimate dream for Anwar? Like what would be, yeah, your ultimate dream? 
So actually, I'm working on it. Oh, okay, already. <laughs> so I'm living, you know, I'm living a lot of my dream by being, um, you know, in a leadership role at Goldcast. I want to keep, uh, I want to stay there. It's my dream job. I want to keep uh, building the company mm-hmm. and, you know, we want to go public. So we have, we have a lot of work to do and I want to build my influence to help other people and women especially um, find their passion and get into leadership roles. So I've actually decided to build my personal brand in a way that really aligns with what I do at Goldcast. You're and... amazing. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Thank okay. you. Um, I'm working on my first uh, career mindset course, and I'm also writing a book. So those are the two things I want to do in 2019. So the ultimate dream is to um, have that kind of influence where I can help other women you know, get into these leadership positions. I'm very passionate about that because wow. the higher you go, the less women you see. And oh. I want to change that. Okay. Wow. <laughs> truly, truly very inspiring and truly amazing. Um, Thank you. Do you have a title for your book already in head or in mind? Or do you want to keep it for yourself? It's fair. I do. Um, the book is going to be called How to Get Promoted All the Time. Like the, the whole title would be, oh, man. how to get promoted all the time okay so be on the lookout for it by the end of the year yeah oh wow i want to say that you know there are a lot of messages out there and a Mm. lot of circumstances that will discourage you from like believing that you can have a purposeful life Mm -hmm. that you can have a job that actually satisfies you where you have fun and where you actually get paid for it it's not easy to get there. It takes work, but it's absolutely possible. And it starts with a mindset. Like you have to believe it's possible in order to get there. That's the first step. Um, so that's what, I would, uh, that's what I would leave people with. Amazing. I know I'll thank you for coming on the DEP. Um, and that's it. Thank you so much for having me. This was really fun. It was actually my first time on a podcast. Really? It didn't seem like it. (laughs) I'm going to the depth.